Straight from the Straight Red Plex, you are listening to Straight Red. I am your host, Jeff Ross, and with me, as always, a man who earlier today said that Chicago-style deep dish pizza was a near-religious experience. <laughs> Alex S. Uh. Kipler. So, Alex, you've converted? Is, is that what's going Listen, on? Listen, you can be wrong and still be delicious. That's all I'm <laughs> saying. Chicago, you're doing it wrong. But it's, like, good. You know how when, like, if you're a parent, like, your kid cooks mm-hmm. for you, and it's, like, the ugliest thing in the world, but it still tastes pretty good? And you're like, I'm... you know that the, the, the way that this was created <laughs> could not have been adhering to any health standards <laughs> or anything like that, but it still tastes nice? That's Chicago deep dish pizza. All joking aside, it's delicious. Hold on. Did you just compare Chicago deep dish pizza to a theoretical child of yours that you're disappointed in? Yes, exactly. Uh, on the flip side, though, Chicago hot dogs are amazing. Oh, yeah. I've never had a hot dog with like a pickle and a tomato on it. It's like oh, a salad and a hot dog. Chicago hot dogs are fantastic. They're really good. I'm also a big fan of deep dish pizza. But tell the gingers out there, how was your Chicago adventure? I really I enjoyed that town. It's a cool town. Um, I, you know, it was, Dixie had some friends out there, so we, we, we got to hang out with some friends and we got to go to the match on Sunday. It was a lot of fun. Uh, all joking aside, deep dish pizza is delicious. Um, I think I can order it and get it shipped here. Just don't tell anyone who is like a New York City fan. I want to get in trouble. <laughs> They're going to revoke my charter. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Wait, you can, you can just order it? I, I think so. We should look this up. I'm going to look it up You're right going to order one to Maine right this second. Absolutely I am. <laughs> you kidding me? Absolutely I'm doing that. Uh, ship. Here we go. Now we're talking. <laughs> Things are happening here. Oh, I need four of these. All right, gingers, I got distracted. <laughs> Let me get back <laughs> on topic. So, Alex. It's opening so- weekend, Jeff. Soccer's back. Oh, my God. It was so great. It, like I was, it was right before the match started, and all the players were on the field, and I was like, oh, yeah, it's like the season's back. Like, it started. It kind of snuck up on me. It did in a weird way uh, on all of us. You're not alone. You're not alone. And I felt like it's been too long. Yeah. It's yeah. been far too long. Now, as you know, that's a common criticism of Major League Soccer in general, that the offseason is too long. I think it actually... Is we saw it with our poor performance in the Concacaf Champions League. There are rumors that that schedule is going to be shifting. That hasn't happened yet, obviously. I think it would we'd be better served if these were pushed like a month later. Um, and there was an interview that Bruce Arena did with the LA Times. That was basically his position. Like this, the scheduling is the big issue. Uh, Landon Donovan was saying that it was both scheduling and the amount of money and less things wrong. Spend. I think I think they're both right. <laughs> That's yeah, the problem. He's not wrong. But as a fan, I think the issue is you go so long without the game while all the other leagues are happening. Mm-hmm. Bundesliga League is happening. Premier League is happening. You're like, where's, where are my guys? Yeah. Where are my teams? And I do understand the practicality of it. It gets cold in this continent that time of year. It's cold now. <laughs> it's cold to I know. Play. I was just thinking about like some of these games that happened this past weekend, if we would ask them to happen like in mid-February. Like, it's, it's impossible. You you literally can't play soccer in some of these places at those no. times. Like the the ground is literally frozen. Like this isn't an option. So I wonder, and I'm just throwing it out there, and I know we have the games. We're going to go through it in a second. Hang tight, gingers. But I wonder if you could start a season earlier where you only are playing 
games in warm weather. Parts Meaning of, that, like, if you're the Torontos and the New England, you, you don't get home games. You early. don't get home games. You're on the road for the first three games or whatever, something like that. And th- I know it's not fair. No one's going to like this idea, but but you can have something like that where you're on you're on the road if you're a cold weather team, and then it flips, and then you have like a month where you stay in New York, in Montreal, in wherever you in New England, wherever you happen to be. Uh, so you're playing games in like April, right? I don't know. It's not going to happen. I'm just I'm just putting it out there. So, Alex. Yes. Games are back. They are. We're going to go through a couple of them in depth, but it was an exciting time. It was. A lot of great games this weekend. Yeah. None more exciting, probably, than Chicago 3, mm. New York City FC 4. I didn't say good. I said exciting. <laughs> okay. And by exciting, I mean harrowing. Like, it, I was harrowed. You were harrowed. I'm going to. Is I'm going work? to Is have nightmares about David Akam running at our back line. <laughs> it's not going to be great, Gingers. Well. If you didn't watch, <laughs> what you basically missed was New York City FC having the majority of the possession, making a few good chances, but Josh Saunders on track defending his MLS saves record from last year. The I've been here before. I've seen this show. <laughs> I know I thought, how this I ends. This, I thought this show got canceled. No, I thought it did too. I, I think, I don't know. You might try to chalk it up to a first-time MLS manager, but if you're up 4-2 mm. in the 65th minute you and on. you're playing a high line. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Because they're going to beat you. The the only scenario where you do that is when you have top of the league defenders. Well, my thing is you've got the best. We talked about this in the pre-show. I think that the idea is not necessarily a terrible one, especially if you know that you're going to be sort of uh, on the downside of things athletically against the opponent that you're playing. Playing a high line is not a bad idea. I don't hate the idea, but you got to execute a whole hell of a lot better than New York City executed it this past Sunday. Whew. I don't want to take well, anything away from some of the finishes. Three of the four goals for NYCFC were incredible finishes. Um, finishes. Open with Tommy Mack. Uh, mm-hmm. Apparently, all the, the only goals he can score are like dramatic curlers. He scored one against Philly last year, too. It was a ridiculous goal. Hey, you take it. Uh, you take it. Uh, Kyrie Shelton, first-team ginger Kyrie Shelton, opening uh, the season off with a bang. Stumbling, falling goal past the keeper. And then mixed discrete off the volley with the assist from Tommy Mack. All three were really fantastic. Fantastic goals. And, and, and you saw goals from the players that NYCFC really needs to make sure are scoring goals. And by that, I mean your younger players. New York City FC has several people who are 75 and over on this particular mm-hmm. team. And it's great. And you do need them to score goals because they're eating up all of your salary cap. But you need for, for your fan base and for the future of the franchise, you need these young guys to also perform. And they did. And they did. But Alex, this team went into halftime up 3-1, and they almost lost this game. Yeah, they did. One of them was on a a tough penalty. You know, the the penalty against Kyrie was tough. I mean, he can't – there's no realistic way he can get his arm out of the way in that Mm. situation. But, yeah, I I certainly never felt comfortable at any point in this match. No, and it didn't look comfortable. It didn't look comfortable. Uh, I will still say that the Chicago Fire – Look like a dumpster fire. Yeah. 
they didn't look, they didn't look great it, it was they, really they lost at home the they counter home. their high press worked but i mean if you're looking for something like possession or creativity or, or really truly playing out of the back you saw absolutely none of that for chicago absolutely not and i do wonder well one if i i think both fan bases come out of this at varying degrees of upset, but no one's super happy here. If no. you're an NYCFC fan, of course, you get the three points. And at the end of the day, you're going to need those three points. This could be the difference going to the playoffs or not. You need every win you can get. I get it. But the performance here, you gave up three goals. You almost gave up the whole game. Uh, you've got some concerns, especially because you're getting flashbacks to last season. There were a lot of matches like this where you're just giving up goals for free. You, the defense is not performing. And you were told, not explicitly, but you were told by the city football group that the problem, quote-unquote, was Jason Christ. And by switching that out, we're not going to have these problems anymore. It's like, you have the same problems. Uh, so if I was an NYCFC fan, I'd be concerned, but it's one game. If you're a Chicago fan, where in the offseason a lot of bizarre moves were made. This is not reassuring. You want to have that faith. You want to believe you're like when Jesse Marsh came into the New York Red Bulls. That's just you don't understand what the plan is and it's going to come together. But this was not reaffirming. Again, one game. Defensive performance on both sides, very poor. Mm -hmm. Uh, Offensively, I actually think both teams look pretty good. Yeah, it looked pretty good as far as goal scoring. You know, if if Chicago goals in this match, yeah, Chicago, I think you know. If, if, if they want to just play high press the whole time, they're going to get a goal or two off of almost every team in the league. Oh, you yeah. saw, I mean, literally well, one of their goals was just we handed Jesus. them the ball and then they scored the ball. Like our yeah. new full uh, center back, Frederick Briand, whose name is amazing, um, just gave them the ball and they scored. So great. That's great. But, like, you need to have something more than that because you play against a team with a big physical backline, like a Portland, for instance. And you're going to get manhandled. That that's not going to work against a team like that. So I mean, I think you need more than just high press and hope for the best and try to outrun them if you're Chicago. And what I discovered uh, while you were in Chicago, I was of course manning our Twitter handle. Uh, the good folks at the MLS show over in the UK they had this match live. Good this for is them. What they were showing on Sky. Uh, and they were entertained, even though they also felt that the defending was poor. Was woeful. <laughs> was very, very well, poor. Well, that, that's good for, for me to know, that because that means that if they got the feed from the U.S., that means yeah. that my face was on British television. That's right. You finally made it. I made it. You finally made it. Coincidentally, Dixie also made it. Congratulations to both you and Dixie for being <laughs> briefly on British television. Yes. If you're watching Sky Sports very closely, you would have seen uh, Alex's pasty, pasty face. Other matches, Alex. Yes, Jeff. Down in Orlando. Oh, RSL dose. Orlando City dose. We're filling we- the bowl again. They did it. They did it. They did it. Uh, that Orlando fan base. How good are they? They're outrageously good. Uh, and they were rewarded for their patience and their relentlessness. Now, here, let me tell you mm-hmm. this. The most mm-hmm. important, important race of the season, though, is is up and running, man. And that is the worst hair in MLS. Breck Shea Ooh. making a bold statement <laughs> out of the gate with, like, half cornrows and half mullet. It's a bold look, Cotton. It's a bold look. Let's see bold if it look. pays off for it. All joking aside... 
the two latest goals, I think. So I think I was reading somewhere that this is like the latest two-goal deficit that's ever been come back from in MLS history. Yep, 21 years. Never happened. It's unbelievable. In the 94th and the 95th minute. That's insane. There were 60,000 supporters in the Citrus Bowl. So I just, again, want to tip the hat to the whole city of Orlando for clearly showing up for this match. Some people did leave because it looked like it was 2 nil into stoppage and like late into stoppage time. Say, like, oh, Orlando's going to drop this. We have a rough season. And one of our, uh, <laughs> I wasn't going to bring this. <laughs> I'm bringing it up. One of our followers who, who, who interacts with us all the time online. Yeah. yeah. He left. Yeah. That'll that'll learn him. He left. <laughs> and then the two goals. Happened. Then pandemonium. Stay till the final whistle. If you well. I understand there's realities of like traffic and just being really upset about something. Like I get it, but this is why you stay. And they pull off a draw. Still, if I'm an Orlando fan, I'm not happy. I'm glad we didn't lose at home, but like this should be a win. You need to be able to win. When the Citrus Bowl is sixty thousand people there, you're at home. Ever it's rocking. You got to win that game against what I would say is not a great RSL team. I was pleasantly surprised with how well RSL played. I I think I think the way that a Yuramov Sissian plays, he does make a difference. um, You know, welcome back, Yura. He's his type of play, that sort of crafty, cheeky holdup, really can benefit a team like this that doesn't have a ton of speed in the midfield. Um, you know, out wide, Plata was immense as he always is. Not physically, of course, he's very small. Uh, but <laughs> five foot two, five foot two. Um, but I also want to call uh, attention to um, to Juan Manuel Martinez, who goes by Burrito, which is, sounds delicious. Oh, uh, you said that about a person. <laughs> uh, well, his stop. Don't have a delicious name then. Uh, he was really, really solid. Um, I think that amount of creativity paired with the hold-up play of Yuramov Sissian. I think I'm not picking RSL to go to the playoffs this year, mm-hmm. but I think they're going to surprise some people. No, that's fair. Yura does make a difference. He absolutely makes a difference. Good to have him back. Uh, I I I don't feel that this is a playoff team with RSL. They I would love to be proven wrong because this was a longtime favorite spoiler in the West. Because you could just never put RSL away. Mm-hmm. They would always drag you, and being an LA Galaxy fan, this would come up every year. It's like they'd always drag you in, into the playoffs and they could, they could destroy you. And they beat LA for an MLS Cup once. Uh, that was when it, the, the conferences like, meant nothing. <laughs> but um, uh, this game, though, if you're an Orlando fan, you, much like an NYCFC fan, you've got concerns. You go deep into stoppage to turn this thing around to a draw. Like That's really not the way it should go. But you got Kyle Lahren scoring, which is what you need to have happen. Uh, that's good to see. You're in the East. You're going to need – not that in the West you don't, but like every single point counts. This draw counts. You, I'm glad that they didn't drop this. That the last wasn't zero points because that can be the difference maker at the end of the season. I think it's going to be a tight East this year. Yeah, I think it is I mean, too. It was last year too. Yeah, I, I think you know it, the thing you have to keep in mind with MLS, especially just as a, an entire league. There's talent on almost every team in this league. 
they're going to there's going to be some surprise results with teams on both ends of the spectrum. You're going to have games where teams who you don't think should win win convincingly and then you're going to have teams that think that they're going to go out and be world beaters who are going to fall apart. That's just the nature of MLS. I, I think what you're going to start to see is that some of these teams that rely solely on their athleticism might run into a bit of a roadblock as teams start to f- figure out how to play against that. Um, so I think that benefits a team like an RSL or it benefits a team like a, an NYCFC. It benefits a team like a Columbus Crew. Um, they have the tactical awareness and the quality on the ball to be able to um, make changes as the season goes on. And on that note, let's go to the other side of the country. Yeah. MLS Cup rematch. Portland 2, Columbus 1. Boy, that sounds familiar. (laughs) (laughs) Good job, Portland. You did it. Congratulations. Uh, Two big names got re-signed in the offseason before this Mm -hmm. match in the uh, the form of Kai Kamara and Darlington Nagby for Columbus and Portland, respectively. Um, That's the type of talent that you want to see stay in MLS and stay with the teams that they've sort of made their their names with. So that's really, really uh, good to see. Um, I... I expected more out of I expected more out of Portland, um, mm-hmm. and I also expected more out of Columbus. I thought Columbus, oh. Kai Kamara <laughs> especially. Everybody. I was Kai Kamara especially was was a passenger for almost this entire match. Um, when you have a player with with the ability of a Kai Kamara, you need more than what you got out of him against Portland. Here, he was a he was a pedestrian out there for a Sunday stroll for a lot of this match. It was really not great. I loved this match, Gingers. I it was, was a lot very, of fun to watch. Yeah, uh, as is often the case. How many times happens. the ball hit the post in this game? Like three. They live off of that. They renamed or they named a new bar at Providence Park uh, Double Post. In- Famous result they got last year. <laughs> but anyway, they, the posts they need to sign to a DP contract. Yeah, clearly. Uh, this game is very entertaining. Watching Portland games, it gives me chills the way, the way they, they present these things. And the supporters are all there. You're putting the TIFOs out. It's great. I, we need to go. I know we keep saying that, but we need to go out there to Portland. Uh, they got the job done. And fun stat, Portland hasn't won a game in the month of March in the Caleb Porter era, era, until this match that just happened. So you get that monkey off your back. Mm-hmm. And it's a good way to start a title defense. You beat Columbus again. I didn't think it was as bad as you do. Uh, did, I should say. I, I'm of the mind that like, everyone's coming out of preseason, so there's some rust to knock off. I actually liked a lot of things that I saw from Portland and Columbus. But you know something I didn't like? Boy, those kids look bad. Oh, moving. God. Look at that. Jeez, you know, you I, what I have found motion, that's really it's great, worse. it's worse. When they're facing away from you, it's not that bad. Yeah, when all when you, you see is the white, blue, white, I'm like, okay. And then they turn around and you're like, oh, pea stain. You're right. It's, it's the yellow <laughs> does it. It's really. If it was just the white and blue, which makes no sense. But yeah. if it was just white and blue, it'd be okay. Yeah. Oh, man. It was my first reaction when I was watching this game because they came out Mm -hmm. uh, uh, when they're coming out for like the team photo or whatever. They had like some kind of like warm up thing over it. Yeah. So you couldn't see. I think it was Shane. You couldn't see these these kids. They should style their warm up like their track jackets of like brown paper bags. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Just take, take it off right before the match. And uh, Federico Iguain's bicycle kick. Oh, outrageous goal. That was a nice one. 
Outrageous Very goal. Nice. Might be and goal of the week. Although there were some well, other Tommy contenders. Was good. Uh, and Diego Fagundes was good as well. Diego. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that here shortly. But a good match. I like seeing it. I like Portland getting a win there. Um, Columbus is definitely still a team you got to keep an eye out for. They're hungry. They remember how this went down. Uh, they're coming for that cup. They really are. Let's move up north a bit, shall we? Quite a bit. Further uh-huh. up in Cascadia, Vancouver mm-hmm. th- uh, 2, Montreal Impact 3. This was a really, really exciting match to watch. Like it, it, This match, back and forth, a lot of attacking talent. Um, Ignacio Piatti mm-hmm. is ridiculous. Nacho, Nacho Piatti. He is... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he is playing... The type of soccer that you only see out of the likes of like a Javinko right now. I'm not trying to say he's at that level, but if you need a player to dance through and around four or five defenders and score a goal, there's a lot worse players you can ask to do it than Ignacio Piatti. He was immense in this match. Um, back and forth affair. Um, like I said, a lot of fun to watch. How much of this match did you get to catch, Jeff? I, I not not much. Not much of this, but I will say, looking at Ignacio Piatti, he's been good for Montreal. He will continue to be good for Montreal. But Montreal also got a win without Didier Drogba out yeah, there. Yeah. I think that's very, very important. Uh, and I, I'm just going to note it. I'm not making huge conclusions, but everyone who scored goals for Vancouver was a defender. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, that's no, not necessarily no what you want to see. Although Morales had a good game. Uh, Octavio Rivero had a good game. There, there were some good... Um, there are some good sort of results out there. Um, is, is Darren Maddox still on this team? I don't think he was even on the bench. What's going on? Someone who's a Vancouver fan, let me know what's happening here. The biggest piece of news from this for me, Jeff, is that mm-hmm. Breck Shea might have a real opponent this year for worst hair in the league. Oh. Mr. Bolaños from Vancouver Whitecaps, whose haircut reminds me most of the Troll Dolls from the 1990s. My God. Uh, okay. It's sort of like, it, it's like a Chia pet, and someone put a rubber band around the, the bottom part of it. That's what his hair looks like. Is it's, this going to be, is this your thing? I want roll, this to yes, be every This week. is my segment, is hair reviews with Alex Hair Kittle. reviews. <laughs> oh my goodness. I will never tire of this. We can't all be, you know, Mix or Andrea Pirlo or some these other flowing locks. There's got to be. There's got to be a spectrum, a spectrum of hair, a spectrum. Jeff. Every every week, a hair every week, spectrum. I want to hear about who's best and worst hair in the league. Okay, yeah. Who, I'll tell you. As we told you, Pirlo, he, he's he did not have a great hair week. It, it was it was getting a little ferrofosity. Are we diving into this now? It was a little ferrofosity going on oh for me. A little goodness. too much of a wisp at the bottom. Anyway. I uh, think Kyrie Shelton's got a good look. But anyway, uh, he's got a great one look. One thing since we're talking about Montreal anyway. Drogba, we find out today, training with the Sacramento Republic. Why? Why? Alex, I was about to ask you why. <laughs> why? why. Why did you go to California? That's like a million miles away. 
Maybe he's so, that typical person who's not from America who just does not really comprehend the size of the United States. <laughs> you're not even thinking about how you're almost 3,000 3, miles, miles away, away from Montreal. Yeah. You can't be much further away and still be in North America. Like That's pretty far away. Uh, for those gingers who haven't been following this small but interesting story, uh, Drogba has decided he's not playing on turf. I imagine this was actually part of the negotiation that happened when it looked like he was about to leave the team in the offseason. I I don't think this was just decided now, but he's not going to play on turf. That's why he wasn't at this game, and he won't be in a few more matches until Montreal can open up Stad Saputo when it warms up a little bit. (laughs) So he's going to train in Sacramento to train on grass. What I don't understand is why doesn't he go someplace closer? Like Florida. I mean, like... Yeah, Florida's closer. It's a long way, but it's way the hell closer. Uh, uh, North Carolina's closer. If you're yeah. like going to go to like a USL team or something, yeah. then North Carolina's closer. Yeah. Why, why are you going you're so in California. That's and then dumb. Gonna, and then if you're going to go to California, why aren't you going to like Los Angeles or something? I, I don't Let's know. Go to Sacramento. It's stupid. I like. I don't understand. I don't understand. So, Alex, I know we have other things to talk about, but this is – I mean, drug was leaving. The question is, is he leaving in the summer or is he leaving at the end of the season? I think it's important if you're Montreal to get this confidence-building win, proving that you can win without... Yes, that was very important. Without Didier Drogba. I mean, he was so much of their offense last season. I oh, think if you did. get this amount of pl- this this level of play out of some of those names I mentioned a few moments ago, you're going to have an amazing season if you're them. But he's He's got to be leaving, right? This seems so phoned in to me right now. Yeah. Further south. Much further. <laughs> yeah, a lot further. Probably, <laughs> much, you know what? It's probably further. like 3,000 miles. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, a long, it's a long way, it's Jeff. Long way. That segue could have really, you know. Speaking I'm of so, California. Wait, wait, a second, wait, a second, wait a second. 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 You're criticizing my segue? You heard it here first, Gingers. LA Yours Galaxy. Trash. Quattro. DC United. Uno. Hey, how about that Mike McGee guy? Mike McGee. Yeah, we're going to party like it's 19. Okay, I'm just kidding. He's not that old. But well, Mike party Mc- like it's 2013. Most maybe. of these players, the first half of this game, shockingly, they played like a bunch of old dudes. You know why? They're a bunch of old dudes. Jeff, that first half was abysmal. It was so bad. It was terrible. It was so bad. They couldn't get the ball out of their feet. It was it ridiculous. Was real. When DC scored that first goal, which was what in like what the fifth or the fourth minute, something ridiculous. I'm like, oh, the season's over. <laughs> it looked really bad. It looked really bad. And they and had not- some. They had some chances later on too, like several chances. Oh yeah. Uh, they, they were to lucky put this to game out of reach. Half. Yeah. They were lucky to get out of the half, only down by one goal. Um, if anything, that's testament to the defense that they have. But they were down in like the fourth or fifth minute. Lamar Nagel, uh, who we haven't seen yet in a DC shirt because he was cup tied, so he did not participate in any of the CCL matches DC United have uh, had, uh, scored immediately. It looked really rough. And then people just started dying out there, like Dan Kennedy fell apart. I, I still don't know what happened to Dan Kennedy when he had to leave. So we had to use one of our subs for a goalkeeper in the 20th minute. God. Just gone. So it looked, it looked really bad. It looked like 
looked like no one understood that the season had started. Uh, <laughs> Ashley Cole was, seemed to be flopping around like he was still in the Serie A. It looked bad. It looked you, really, really bad. I thought he wound up having a pretty good match here. Oh, he did. He did. But the first half was abysmal. Now, I don't know what Bruce Arena said to these guys. I think, I think that, that I, the thing that I'm worried about most is what is the headspace of a Gio Dos Santos right now? You, you had a howler of a match. This is bad. This is bad match. You're all of a sudden in a position where, oh wait, this Mike McGee guy is coming back and partying like it's you know early two twenty tens. Are you worried about your job security if you're Geo Dos Santos right now? Because here's the thing: they're not taking Zardes off. They're not taking Lejet off. They're not no. taking Steven they Gerrard Gio. off. They took Geo off. They they're going to take Geo off. They took Geo off and replace. Well, I mean, do you fault that move? No, not at all. You, you take Gio off, you replace him with Mike McGee. Mike McGee scores two goals in 45 minutes. God, that first <laughs> goal was luscious, too. <laughs> Mike McGee. Mm. Uh, and I'm going to get into that in a second, but to answer your Gio question, this yeah, it'll light a fire under you. Because Bruce Arena is one of the few managers in MLS who, like, he, he's coached bigger names than you, Gio. Oh, yeah. Way bigger uh, names. You're, you're not by default super impressive. And because he's also the GM for the team, he'll cut you. And this organization loves Bruce Arena to such an extent, like, they'll let him do whatever he says is the thing to do. So if it's time to go, it's time to go. If you're Gio DeSantos, I think you take it realistically that, like, hey, you're going to need to do better, especially when Mike McGee can roll in and score two goals. Well, that's an argument for Mike McGee to start. Yeah. I do want to say this, Gingers, if you're somewhat new to the league. The Mike McGee saga is fast, a very fascinating one. He used to be an LA Galaxy player for a number of years, did very, very well from them, especially late in the season, like September, October. And that seemed to be when he'd really, really shine. Um, when Robbie Rogers came back to the league, he was actually held, his rights were held by the Chicago Fire. He refused to play for Chicago. He said he would only play for L.A. And a lot of backroom talk had to happen to make that happen. In order for that to happen, Mike McGee was shipped to Chicago, to the Chicago Fire. Uh, allegedly, Mike's from there. Allegedly, he wanted to go back. There's always been rumors that there's more to this story than he's told. But that was the deal he went to Chicago. Robert Rogers shows up in L.A. Mike McGee goes on to have an MVP season. He won the MVP in 2013 of the whole league, playing for the Chicago Fire. And Robbie Rogers was playing in midfield at the time, and we were getting nothing out of it. It looked like the worst trade that ever happened. It was horrible. Uh, but then they moved Robbie Rogers uh, in, into defense. Into defense. What's with my voice today? Uh <laughs> And not only did he like look better, he looked like one of the best backs in the league. And he didn't know what the hell he was doing the and whole time. Never, the whole time. He'd never played the position. And this is Bruce Arena being a wizard again. He's a wizard. Like, He's a wizard. It's like, oh, maybe this maybe this deal for Robbie Rogers wasn't that bad. And then Mike McGee's production started falling apart and he got injured and he wasn't playing much. So it's you look back, you're like, oh, that trade's not that bad. And then somehow, Bruce Arena, being an evil wizard, he gets Mike McGee back. And he is Robbie Rogers. And now they're both productive. Oh, good for him. So when I was running the Straight Red Pod Twitter handle while you were mm-hmm. in Chicago, I made some comment <laughs> about how Mike <laughs> McGee's brace proved that Chicago is a horrible team. 
because I felt that that was pretty clear. He played for Chicago. It fell apart. They got rid of him, and he can score two goals at will. Guess who favorites that tweet? Alex Kibler. Mike McGee. Mike McGee favorite in that tweet. We need to get Mike McGee on this podcast. I would love to talk to Mike. He's actually quite funny. Uh, Now, that doesn't mean he necessarily endorses the idea. Maybe he was just amused by it. But hell of a performance. Made it switch this whole game around from me writing off the entire season to being like, oh, we've got this now. We're winning everything. If they can play their second half for 90 minutes rather than 45, they've got a shot. If they but get, I do, the thing you have to keep in mind with LA, if they get 12 points <clears throat> out of their first two or three months, they're going to be fine because they're oh, LA. They, when it comes June, they're going to no, be playing like gangbusters. On. It's going to be ridiculous. Turn the whole thing on. Uh, but at that first 45 minutes, inexcusable. Giotto Santos, get your act together. I know people are a fan of him. I'm a fan of Giotto Santos. But you've got to deliver in an L.A. shirt, which he has not done. Hopefully that's going to be a wake-up call for him. Also, I should say Stephen Gerrard, too. I know you're old, and this is probably your last season, but like you've, you've got to do something. He's real old. He's very, very A couple of other results around the league here, Gingers. Mm-hmm. New York Red Bulls nil, Toronto FC 2 Red Bulls had like 70% of the possession and lost 2 0. Here's the thing I think Red Bulls still play. If I want, if I would, scoreline aside, if you told me that I had to watch one team and in, in their, in their method of play and their style of play for the rest of my life, I would still probably pick the Red Bulls. I think they play a very attractive, possession oriented, aggressive, but also very, very sort of elegant brand of soccer. I love watching them play. You, you got to finish. Yep. You got you got to take your chances, Red Bulls. And generally Jesus. speaking, this is the type of game that uh, the Red Bulls would have won last year. Oh yeah, so, uh, I, I, I've got some questions about what happened here because I don't think Toronto played especially well. No, I don't think they played very well at all, to be honest with you. Uh, but they walk out of there two goals and a win. You get those three points. I mean, you can't argue with the result. Yeah, you uh, get the I, win, and, and they need it because they're on the road until May. Yeah, uh, so they need every result. And this may wind up being an outlier, but it's still something to keep. You know that I find really interesting. And, and when you have Javinko on your team, there's always mm-hmm. a chance that you're going to walk out of the building with a W. That's just how and that's it is. what happened. Javinko that's, got the penalty, and he assisted on the other goal. You got it. It's very very simple. FC Dallas to Philadelphia Union nil. What do no you su- think? No surprise here on the scoreline. But I would also tell you this: I think Philly can surprise some people this year. Philly played pretty well i was actually really pleased with 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 some of philadelphia's play i Mm -hmm. think you have reason to be optimistic if you're a philadelphia union fan um dallas you know they 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 proved what they proved last year which is that they have you know their their front six are probably six of the top 15 fastest players in the league and and they will absolutely run over you and around you if you're not careful Andre Blake, who looks like he's uh, settled the number one goalkeeper issue in Philly, for at least for now, which will inevitably change <laughs> again, uh, looked pretty good. Mm-hmm. Looked pretty good. I know he still gave up two goals, but... Uh, yeah, but he had, yeah, had what, a number of saves. saves. Yeah, I mean, he, he, like he played that. a pretty good match. This thing. Yeah. This thing. But like a lot of teams, Philly, you're going to have to do better. Yep. You really are. Uh, a lot of change, a lot of money spent there. I know we didn't go deep into it, but it was a great match. Houston-New England, 3-3. Yeah, man. I... I this game was crazy. <laughs> this game Close. was back and forth. First of all, Diego Fagundes probably had goal of the week in this match. Screamer of a goal. I mean, oh, Iguain right and Magnamira might have something to say with that, but really, really amazing. And I also found it interesting that, that you know there was a lot to be said for Houston about losing Brad Davis in the set piece delivery that he he has. Christian Maidana 
was mm-hmm. fine in this game. Mm-hmm. They he had several inch perfect crosses uh, in this match. So I don't think they're missing that aspect of his game yet. Um, but no one was as consistent as Brad Davis. So it's interesting to see sort of how that plays out. I will say this, and I know we have to move on. This is a good result for New England, bad result for Houston. Houston should have walked out of there with a win. They were up 3-2 in the 77th. Yeah. They should have been able to walk out of there. Uh, New England salvaging a draw away, scoring three goals against Houston, who I think is actually a better team than they were last year. It, uh, I think this is a good result if you're New England. You're, you're not necessarily ecstatic, but you're pretty satisfied with that, that you came away with a point. If you go and watch, if I'm, if I'm Owen Coyle and the manager, if gingers who aren't aware, the manager of the Houston Dynamo, I'm going to go show them the last three minutes of this match, my team. I'm going to show them this because essentially what you saw was Houston making absolutely no effort to get the ball out of their own defensive third. And the I don't know if you saw the, the goal happened in maybe the last 15 seconds of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, the and it was because they made no effort to clear the ball away and to actually push men upfield and get people out of their own end. And it cost them right there at the end. And it should have. I think that's what you that's what you deserve when you you play that sort of negative soccer that way. San Jose won Colorado nil. Mm. You saw some flashes of brilliance out of Colorado here. You, you know you you. Uh, it must be tough to be a Colorado <laughs> Rapids supporter. Ooh, yeah. I mean, you just you just know it's never going to be that great. <laughs> you're gonna win. <laughs> you're gonna win some games, right? But it's not going to be that great. Oh, my. Oh, my. Uh, San Jose did what they needed to do, get that home win. I actually expected more from I mean, San Wando Jose. being Wando. I mean, I expected more from San Jose as well. Playing at home, you Playing know. Home, you're in a via. People yeah. are excited. People are amped up. Uh, but Wando scored, of course. Uh, he is he is yet since 2009. <laughs> he Wando hasn't scored fewer Wando. than double digits in a MLS season, which is crazy. And has almost match the record on the all-time goals list for number four. He's four goals away from taking that. Uh, do you think, Alex, that he's coming for that Landon Donovan record at the top? Of a, I think it's like 140. I, I think the that father time is going to catch up to him I think so before too. I he gets there. I don't, I don't think he's going to get there. Uh, I also was disappointed that Innocent did not come into the match. But yeah. He, he was listed. He was on the bench, which seems to be indicating that health-wise, he's getting closer to where he needs to be. Uh, Colorado, the new home of Jermaine Jones. Yes, I'm. I I, that's such an interesting, you know, that's such an interesting signing. You know, I, I think what you're seeing is is that the rumor is that it was for five hundred fifty thousand for a single year deal. Apparently, that's less than he was offered by New England, but then New England retracted that offer because of some bad blood that's now formed between the front office and Jermaine Jones. Couple this signing with a few of the other interesting moves that Colorado are making and are rumored to making. I'm not going to go on the limb here and say that they're going to be really good, but I think, I mean, it's good to see money being spent by the Colorado Rapids because there was no money spent for a long time. And it makes me wonder if there's a new opinion from ownership in Colorado about what this is supposed to be and how they feel about it. This may be a team that has expectations all of a sudden, which is great for fans. Maybe not so great for Pablo Mastroeni. You're going to have to deliver. Yeah. 
You're going to have to deliver. But Jermaine Jones has to serve six matches. This counted as one of them because he was signed beforehand. But this is also going to keep Jermaine Jones out of the March qualifiers for the U.S. men's national team. So six matches include international. Mm-hmm. So we will not see him for then. And here's uh, the thing. You got good – I'm interested to see sort of how this formation changes when he gets brought in. Because this question. game, you got a pretty good showing out of Mike Lazira, and you got a pretty good showing out of Dan Cronin. I, I, I'm wondering – excuse me, Sam Cronin. I, I'm wondering how – I wonder how that lineup's going to change when he gets brought in. It's going to be interesting to see. Be very interesting. And then we yes. have – Seattle nil, Sporting Kansas City won. Neither of us took the game this way. Everybody thought Seattle was going to win this. But did what I take happened? a draw? I thought I. T- I th- oh, did you take a draw? I don't no remember. One, no one took Sporting winning. I'm going to go back and listen because I don't remember what I took. <laughs> I'm not high on Seattle, and I'm not high on them. I wasn't high on them before this game, and I'm not high on them now. We got to talk about that straight red, though. Here's the thing. Because it's on brand. The yes, but the Pro Referees Association has basically they've made it very plain that that's the type of play that they're targeting this season. Yep. If you leave your feet to make a challenge, both feet in the air, you're going to red card. Yep. They need to be briefed on that coming into this match, and if they weren't, that's on the fault of the Seattle Sounders coaching staff. But if you make that type of challenge, you're out of here. I think uh, O'Neill Fisher just lost his sense. Like, he lost, lost his head right at that moment. He was just thinking, I'm going for the ball. And he, and he wasn't thinking. And that's what I think it was. Uh, cause, You're probably yeah, right. They were very clear about it, and they've proven it. I, I know that there were some Seattle fans griping about it, but, I mean, look at the replay. It's, it's straight red. Hashtag on brand. It's straight red. <laughs> but... I have the same concern that some commentators did uh, watching the game. Like, we're, I'm fine with this as long as you're consistent about it. Yeah, it, it if has you're to consistent be, about it. Great. It has to get called every time there's every that time. type of challenge. Yes, I agree every with time. you. And I would say, if it's missed, if the call's missed, there needs to be discipline from the disciplinary committee after the fact. You still need to do that, even though you can't do the red card. You can still suspend games because if you're going to make all this noise about it and you're going to start your season this way. Which I'm fine with because it is a dangerous challenge. Don't get me wrong. Um, just be consistent about it. I also think that if you're a Kansas City supporter, mm-hmm. um, you got a great game out of your – realistically, you're back eight players, if I'm totally <laughs> honest with you. If you, if, if you can start finishing some of these chances, if you're a Dom Dwyer or Graham Zussi, um, you could be really good this year sporting because you, you have that sort of grinder – of a midfield with Kintia and Mustavar and Espinoza that you really need to contend in the West. You just need to finish. Very, very true. Very, very true. Another match, only defenders score. Yeah, yeah. And t- take from that that Kansas City had 14 shots. <laughs> just like, just wrap your mind around yeah. that. But I uh, expect to see that from Sporting Kansas City this season. The shot numbers are going to be very high, uh, even if the goal number is not. That's they take a lot works. of shots. Yeah, they take a lot of shots, but that in, in to steal terms overused in other sports commentary uh, keeps them honest. Mm-hmm. I hate that shot. I sort of what does it have to do about like your honesty? <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea. Uh, but it does definitely keep them on their toes. Alex, yeah, there is a quasi tournament happening in 
women's soccer right I now. think quasi is a little generous. <laughs> you don't you don't like the she believes tournament? I mean, whatever this is. I I don't quite understand what this is. Honest to God, it's. it's I'm glad that it's, we're playing. They're friendlies always, with a name. That's I'm what it is. I'm sorry. They're friendlies with a name. No one. Yeah. It, this is not about any making a comment about U.S. soccer. This is making a comment about none of the other teams are taking this as seriously as we is anyone. No one's taking this seriously. It's a friendly. It's a friendly. But we beat but we France, won. man. Yeah, but dude. We won. We won. Uh, it was a one nil decision against France. These are Alex Morgan right. in stoppage time, of course, of course. Uh, and, and Ginger's there was a previous game. This is I got confused in the pre-show. I got this clarified, but there was a previous game where Crystal Dunn scores a goal. That's it's against beautiful. England. Yeah, you need to see it. But Alex, this gives an opportunity. I know this is a weird. It, they call it a cup, but like I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sold. <laughs> but um, well, let me say this: I, if it's going to bring together the type, the quality of teams that it is bringing together, this then I, I have no problem with it. They play Germany this that is week. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like I mean, it's We're it's playing the real. Teams. You're bringing the together the teams that you need to bring together. You know, the thing is, is that, and this is not an indictment on any particular nation, but when you're playing against CONCACAF opponents primarily as a women's national team, you need you need to get measured more than you're currently getting measured. You're the not only, getting stretched by those teams. I know it's rude to say, but the only team in CONCACAF that proposes even any kind of challenge is Canada. Yeah. No, nobody else. We should just be destroying everyone else, and frankly, we do. We need to be playing more of these Western European teams. Uh, France can beat us. Germany can beat us. Like these, we need to play Japan more often. Like we need, we need to play those kinds of teams. Jeff, I just want to say this. The, yes. In the calendar year of 2016, the U.S. women's national team oh, has scored famous. 30 goals and has allowed zero it's only March. It's ridiculous. 30 goals. Dude, 30 goals, and they've allowed none. Zero. Zero. Carly Lloyd had her 219th cap against France. And here's like the thing. That. France is no slouch. France, oh, France is one of the only teams in the world team. that can play expansive field-occupying soccer the way that you know the top men's teams in the world play it. it it's you, you have athletes of the level that you have only really in the other nations that really you know pay the correct amount of respect to the women's game like we do um, mm. that can play that true expansive use the entire field at a time and France can very much do that and they have some of the fastest players in the women's game um, beating them is no is no small feat and 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 not a guarantee. No, uh, certainly not. Against, you, you have to play because France coming for you. And they remember how that World Cup went. They they didn't forget that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they didn't forget how that went. And Germany didn't forget that either. Mark my words. They're coming in. They they even though this is some fake pretend cup, I still don't understand what's going on. <laughs> I really do not. But uh, they are absolutely coming in hot because right now Germany's ranked number two. France is number three. These are good sides. That's what we need to play. That's what we need to play. If it means having a She Believes Cup every year, <sighs> then let's do it. Then let's do it. I'm fine with that. I, I'm tired of playing Puerto Rico, who shouldn't even have a team. Jeff, you know what's great? Mm-hmm. There's more MLS games this weekend. What? Dude, I thought that was it. The season. It's here and happening. You want to oh, go man, around the do league? We, do we do this every week? We do, baby. Friday we, night we, on Unimas. Orlando. Can, why do you say it like that? I don't know. It doesn't sound Spanish at all. Orlando no. at home against Chicago. Fire. That's on <sighs> 7 p.m. on Unimas. 
this is in the Citrus Bowl. Yeah. Now, there's not going to be 60,000 people there on no. Friday. But I think they'll still get a, a healthy showing there in the Citrus Bowl. I'm, I'm going to take Orlando again. I'm going I, to. You know why? Because I think Chicago's really bad. I don't think they're very good either. I think Chicago's athleticism is going to get them a goal. But I'm going to say 2-1 Orlando. I, I think Orlando that. has overall better quality. I respect that. I, I, you know what? I'll get on board with 2-1. I'll give 2-1 to Orlando. Moving on to Saturday, New England mm-hmm. at home, 3 p.m. Eastern on News Channel 8. I get that one. I don't. Uh, <laughs> New, New England plays host to D.C. United. Ooh, 3 p.m. Saturday. I should find out if my friend Jack's going to this game. I'm going to, you know what, I'm going to take, I'm going to take a 1-1 draw. I'm taking a 1-1 draw. I'm going to take a 2-2 draw. I think, I oh, think these I two draw. teams, I think these two teams will be in the top four or so of the Eastern Conference come October. And it's going to be interesting to see how their seasons play out. Yeah, DC strikes me as the type of team that's going to get stronger in about yeah. a month to two months from I now. Agree. But right now, they're not going to look so hot. No. Uh, Montreal at home against the New York Red Bulls, 4 p.m. Eastern, MSG Plus, and TVA Sports. You know, this one's a tough one for me because I thought Montreal looked really good against Vancouver, who I believe is a good team. Yeah. And I think the New York Red Bulls, they made two critical mistakes and they paid very dearly for it but uh i thought they looked okay they didn't look great but you're going up to montreal you're in olympic stadium which is just a weird place to play uh it absolutely favors montreal i'm taking montreal two red bulls one on this one i'm taking that as well because only because i think i think that montreal I don't think we're going to see the regression to the mean, so to speak, just yet. Because I think if this game were being played in August, that Red Bulls would beat them. But yeah. I think the Red Bulls are not currently playing to the level that they need to be playing. And I think Montreal, because of the individual talents of like an Ignacio Piatti, are maybe punching above their weight a little bit. So I, I still think Montreal is going to be probably finish the table below the Red Bulls at the end of the year. But mm-hmm. I, not, not in March the 12th. I know it's a really weird thing to say, but if this was at Red Bull Arena... I think they actually win this game at the same time of year. I think going up to Montreal is going to be a problem for New York Red Bulls right now. Yeah, I, really I agree. Do. I know I it's agree. not a huge trip for them, but I, I think it's going to be a problem. RSL uh, at home, man. Yeah, you got this against on Joe Seattle TV? on Joe TV and KMYU. I get both of those. Oh, nice. It's uh, <laughs> very nice. I, I, I'm going to surprise you with my pick, or maybe I won't surprise you. Oh, well, let's see. I'm going to say 2-1 RSL. Oh, that didn't surprise me at all. I thought you would take RSL. I'm a believer in this re-Eurified RSL. I'm not. I'm not buying it yet. I'm not buying it yet. I'm going to take an away win for Seattle. That's bold, Cotton. Uh, zero for RSL, one for Seattle. I think you're a crazy person. Colorado home against your the beloved... The isn't what it used to be. All right, It's not. Ahead. Against your beloved LA Galaxy. That's on mm-hmm. Altitude. And it's at altitude. It Get is it? at altitude. That's why Whoa. they love the channel. But I'm Tish. Yes, Jeff. Yes. L A. Two Colorado one. Interesting. I'm doing L A. Two Colorado nil. We <laughs> no goals for. All right, Colorado. we both. You'll have no goals and like it. Columbus Crew S C at home did, against the did Philadelphia. You say Columbus. Is I Columbus. I Columbus. Uh, against the Philadelphia Union. The Live Well Network. Who I what? Who it. names these these channels? I have no idea. Time Warner, CSC, OH, and CW Columbus. 
I don't know what CW. I don't Columbus. know. Columbus is going to win. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking Columbus in this. I do agree with your original thing you were saying earlier about how Philly has a lot to show, but you're coming up against a team that I think is very strong, and they're going to be very upset that they didn't get a result in Portland. They and they played Columbus. poorly, and they played passively, and you're not going to get that two weeks in the row from, row from the Columbus no, crew. You're just no. not. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take 2-1 Columbus. I'm giving Philly a goal here. But uh, I, I think Columbus wants to play very strong in front of their. their I'm gonna say three-one Columbus. Ooh, savage! Houston plays host to FC Dallas in the first Texas Derby of 2016. What do they call that? I don't know. It has a name. I'm gonna call it the Texas Derby. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not calling it that. <laughs> uh, oh, this is gonna be tough. I, I, Houston played some exciting, dynamic soccer this past week. Uh, they really did. Dallas, to me, they're clearly the most athletic team in the league. I don't think that anyone's going to challenge that. But I, how long can they just outrun everyone and win games? Well, we're only in match day two. Yeah. But it's at Houston. Yeah, I would say Houston two, Dallas one. I'm I'm taking Houston one Dallas nil, which I'm going to regret. Of course, Dallas will score like eight goals, but that's that's what I'm going to take. I'm taking Houston Houston one Dallas nil, and it is the Texas Derby. That's what I said. Yeah, but you said it weird. No, it's Darby. Mm, we're not British, Mister Darby. Oh, it's Darcy. Anyway, um, Sporting which, Kansas by the way, City that series is tied five five. That's exciting. Anyhow, go right not, not, yeah. Uh, Sporting Kansas City at home against the Vancouver Whitecaps, two what? Western uh, Conference heavyweights here. Gingers, I wish we got referral points for telling you to get MLS Live and Major League yeah, Soccer. Yeah, this, please, please this is this. a reason to have MLS this Live. This is a reason to have it. This is going to be a good match. This is a good match to watch. Uh, also, it's I not going to be on national match. TV, no, but it's, not. it's an incredible so, game. Uh, this is an incredible game. I'm actually going with a high-scoring 3-2, Sporting Kansas City. I'm getting back on the Sporting bandwagon. <laughs> back on. Immediately back on. Immediately uh, back on. Well, I've got to win now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to take a 2-2 draw. Okay. I think Vancouver's going to be fired up after what happened this past weekend. But it's going to be back and forth. That one could go either way. I really think that. Um, Alex. Yes. Sunday. Sunday. Soccer Sunday is here. p.m. On ESPN too, and also what is that? Sportsnet One in Canada. Yeah, New York City FC at the hallowed grounds of Yankee Stadium, <laughs> the house for that makes baseball teams. Yeah, <laughs> baseball teams. Hallowed ground of Yankee Stadium are taking on Toronto FC, five p.m. Alex, before you get into your pick, are you going to be there? I am. Yeah, you better be. You're a season ticket holder. I requested off of work every match day through July. Of course you <laughs> so, have. So I'll be of there, yes. Of course you have. Of course <sighs> this you is have. tough because I think Toronto showed that they can snatch go- – and here's the thing. Javinko can snatch a goal out of nothing. And they oh, can Javinko's going to score in this Just game. on Javinko. And I don't want to say that they've cracked Toronto, but mm-hmm. NYCFC played Toronto – tougher than almost anyone last year oh i i would go further and say they played tougher than anyone against them because they they invented the the strategy now known as hack a seb 
where you just rough up Javinko at every opportunity. He's one of these players who you can get frustrated. And he's the linchpin of that offense. He is. And if you can get Javinko frustrated, he starts making mental mistakes. And New York City FC last season was very good at that. Yeah. This is gonna this match will tell you a lot. Uh not well. It'll tell you a lot about Toronto. It won't necessarily tell you a lot about New York City. Whether they win or lose, I don't think it really will tell you a lot. You might not have Frank Lampard back either. And and the question really going forward for New York City is is you know, where does he fit in this lineup? Are you gonna take out who are you gonna take out of this? Mix Discarud? I, I don't really know if it matters if Frank Lampard's there or not, frankly. Uh, ooh, frankly, nice. This is going to show whether Toronto FC learned how to play defense. They got a lot. They shored that up a lot in the offseason, and this is going to prove it. Because New York City can score goals, and they can especially score goals at home. Um, all that being said, I'm taking one of a Jeff Ross classic, a result no one will like. <laughs> New York City FC, one. Yeah. Toronto FC. What? Yeah. Everyone's upset. <laughs> uh, I mean, Homer pick incoming. Oh, well, do you have investment in this? <laughs> but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick NYCFC to Toronto C1. What do, what do you really believe? No, it's fine. It's uh, fine. 2-1 Toronto is what I really believe. But I'm going to take <laughs> New York City FC to Toronto FC1. Uh, San Jose at home against Portland at 7 p.m. That's the late game on Sunday. FS1. See, I've heard of that channel. All right. If San Jose put up a better fight this past week, I'd be really happy saying, like, okay, yeah. Well, I shouldn't say happy, but I'd be like, yeah, San Jose is going to take this. I didn't quite see enough. I didn't quite see enough. And I know you weren't all that impressed with how Portland did, but I, I thought they looked pretty strong, and I think they're getting stronger. All that being said, San Jose won Portland now. <laughs> That's really? Wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to switch it up. Portland 2, San Jose 1, and you're a crazy person. Yeah, Portland's probably going to win this. Yeah. What were you doing? You're just I'll, t- weird. I'll tell you what I'm doing. I'm telling you what I'm, what I'm doing. Yeah. Every now and then, one of these picks has to be interesting. We can't have the same pick every time. I'm changing up. I mean, I thought you could just rely on me to make stupid picks and then just not take stupid picks. But here you are. You're, 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 you're breaking the trend, Jeff. If I win this week, <laughs> I'm going to be so happy. You'll never hear the end of it. Ways that you can get in touch with us gingers at Straight Red Pod <gasps> on Twitter. We go through all of the games. It takes forever, doesn't it? It does. It, what's, your, what's your point? I'm just saying. Long show. <laughs> Ways that you can get in touch with us gingers at Straight Red Pod on Twitter. That's the show at Jeff is Famous on Twitter. That's Jeff at Alex S. Kibler on Twitter. That's me. The S stands for Supporter Fights. Uh, Straight Red Podcast <laughs> on uh, Instagram. Straight Red at iCloud.com. Straight Red on Facebook. It's now time for everyone's favorite part of the show. Quiet time with Jeff. Jeff, what do you have for the lonely gingers out there this evening? Well, I will say this. When your partner in crime, Alex Kibler, decides to go to the Midwest, which is a part of the country I like, uh, for whatever reason he, he chooses to do so, you'll find yourself in a position where you're the only one who runs the Twitter account. And let me tell you something. <laughs> I do a much better job than Alex Kibler does on his own. I have no disagreement with this. <laughs> much better. Have you even tweeted at all this Just year? Just stop. I Are mean, a couple yours? times. I tweeted from Spain that one time. Go forth in soccer, gingers!
Uh, make sure for like the pre-roll of this show, you include you and Dixie uh, arguing with each other. Thought it was great material. <laughs> <laughs>